What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We'll give it a second. We'll let the intro music play a little bit longer just so we can, uh, you know, give people an opportunity to show up for the show, enjoy the live stream, see this beautiful porch that I'm in front of with a nice tree, the guy that's surfing with his face on fire. And you know why that's all here? Because it's Summer Porch Tour. This weekend, I will be in Memphis doing a free show for the Meekhawks's, uh, you know, Thursday night. We're just throwing a free comedy extravaganza. Then on Saturday, no, Friday night, I don't think I'm doing anything on Friday. I'll be drinking out in Memphis. Come track me down. Hopefully, maybe I'll sneak in for that Doug Stanhope show, see the goat himself. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be in Milwaukee. Then Sunday, we're doing a day drinker in uh, Madison or some other place. And then the following weekend, we've got uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Bring your crystal meth. We're going to do that in the desert. That's a definite. You're going to be in New Mexico. you got to pay tribute to Breaking Bad. Uh, if you got anything Breaking Bad related, show up with it. Tacos from, well, it wasn't tacos. It was a uh, fried chicken. Um, and then, you know, places. There's other places. We're doing Houston. We're doing Austin. And that's it. That's all the port store plug. And let's get into the news. Um, listen, the first thing I'd like to share with you is uh, maybe you're too poor for summer travel. Maybe you're sitting at home and you hear about everyone else, all these people traveling all the time, going to fancy exotic places, and you're like, my God, I wish I could go to fancy exotic places. Where have I messed up in my life that I don't have the resources to get on planes and travel? And now as a uh, you know, frequent flyer, traveler of the United States of America, going here, going there, wheeling and dealing, slinging some jokes, I'm here to tell you to every single person that wants to travel, just don't. As a person who goes everywhere all the time, I'm, let, I'm just letting you know you're not missing out. Like, I love the comedy shows of wherever the hell I am. I love the thrill of doing comedy. I love the thrill of doing being on the road. But whatever your town you're currently living in is the same as every other town that exists in the entire country. So just don't feel bad. There's no reason to go anywhere. There's no reason to do anything at any point in time. Just stay home. Enjoy more sandwiches. Just join like a pool club or some shit. Whatever the cost of a pool club is or some nice thing in your area, some nice gym that you can go to on a daily basis, uh, some place on the ocean, some fancy yacht club type thing, or maybe they got an annual budget and you can just go there monthly once a night for some fancy ass meals. I promise you it's a better lifestyle than getting on planes, showing up to places, realizing everything costs more than you realized, being all cramped, showing up in a town, putting all sorts of pressure on the town to be exciting. You're like, I came here. You better step it up, town. I just took an entire flight to get to this thing. And, you know, you got nothing going on here. So, you know, just as a person who's traveling all the time, um, I mean, travel for Porch Store. Traveling for Porch Store, that's a good idea. If, if you got to, doesn't matter how far you got to go, you, you got to make it. It's like uh, it's like getting to Mecca at least once. You, you don't, you don't want it to get to the point where I've graduated from doing porches and you missed out on Porch Store. This might, you know what I mean? We might get to a point where Run Your Mouth Enterprises are so large, we're going to have to only do very private porch tour shows for people that were at the original porch tour. So you better come out and support this time. You don't want to miss out on the porch tour vibes. All right, so, uh, you know, I, I've gotten some feedback that people actually appreciate the travel gripes. At first, when I was out here doing all the travel gripes, I thought maybe you guys were like, hey, where the hell is the noose? How come nobody, uh, uh, why is this guy telling me about all of his travels and stuff? But I do have some travel uh, uh, gripes. And uh, here's one. I got a suggestion for you. I spent a lot of time on planes. People always want to know how you pass times on planes. And so I've got a fun game that you can play. Anytime you're on a plane, here's a fun game that you can play. 
uh, which is you got to get drunk and then pee in the bathroom during heavy turbulence. I promise you it's a fun game. It's like surfing. You get a workout in where you get to work on your balance. You got to like really work the hips to try and keep the stream straight. I feel like we can make that a competition. And at the moment, at least for season one, I could win it because I've been like the only person practicing it. But I, I might actually pee better and more straight with more velocity at turbulence than in normal environments because in normal environments i'm a little bit lazy you know i'll just pop it out and be like this is going to work out and i won't i won't mentally get myself ready thinking i really got to aim my stream here but let me tell you when the whole plane is rocking and they the ladies knocking on the door being like hey you're not supposed to be peeing right now didn't you see that that by the way i'm just letting you know you can ignore the sign that you have to strap in. No one's telling you you can't pee. You can't pee while the plane's taking off. But once like it's not vertically going up anymore, just go, just go pee. You don't have to wait for the thing to come down. If anything, sometimes you want to preempt people getting into the aisle um, with the with the carts because once that cart's in the aisle, you got to wait for it. And I'm predicting we are coming to the end of carts in the aisles. And you know why I say that? Because people are getting too fat for the seats. And now it's some of the first times I've witnessed this is that people who are so large are taking the aisle seats and then most of the aisle way for their legs. And I think at some point the airlines are just going to give up. I think we're coming to the end of this. Of, uh, and by the way, it's an annoying thing anyways. They wake you up. You finally fall asleep and then they knock on you and you're like, hey, you want a tiny can of Coca-Cola? No, I don't. I don't want a tiny can of Coca-Cola. I'd rather sleep. How about you just let me bring my own fucking beverages? You should be able to just bring picnics with you into the airport. Can we somehow go back in time where terrorists use other mechanisms to attack the United States of America so that I can get on a plane with a picnic basket? Or maybe just go back to maybe losing a plane or two a year? I mean, if like collectively, if you if you had to make a choice between every single time you could get on a plane... Uh, but you get to bring an entire picnic basket with you and make it a, a substantial party. The problem with the picnic basket idea is that other people are bringing their picnic baskets and people are already a little bit too much. Like sometimes I see people getting on the planes with their own food and you're like, how are you going to eat this much food right now? Except if everyone was eating that much food, it might force the planes to actually build better bathrooms so that we could all shit in peace. Wouldn't that be nice? If that talk about changes to the free markets, all of us are getting onto planes with big picnic baskets. We're going to keep a class. You got to bring a blanket to put out, wine glasses, some cheese trays, turn flying back into being a party with better bathrooms for everyone to shit in. And then who even knows? Then I, I would I would change tune. I'd be telling everyone, hey, you got to travel just for the flights. You can you can you can have yourself a picnic in there. Uh, typically speaking, I managed to avoid the uh, last couple like the last couple rows of a plane. This time I was sitting in the last aisle row seat directly next to the bathroom. And it's the first time in two years I thought, does anyone have a mask? Can I get a mask somewhere? Are you guys still giving out masks? If I press the help button, will someone please bring me back? Like it smells so much like piss. They might as well turn the last two aisles of the plane into a dive bar. Like if I've got to smell that much urine scent, I should be allowed to have $3.50 beers. Because, by the way, if you give me beers for $3.50, a shitty dartboard I'm not going to play, old music that I don't like, I don't mind a piss smell. I do not mind a piss smell if it's at a dive bar. I actually feel more comfortable. If I walk into a bar and it's like a thin rail bar and it smells like piss, I'm like, okay, this feels like home. In that environment, I don't mind the urine stick. Anywhere else, it feels out of place. So if I'm really going to have to sit here and smell the urine, I feel like we could at least bring more of the dive bar vibes to it. Uh, here's another thing I've noticed is, uh, they're always yelling at you. You gotta, you got that tray table's gotta be up. We can't lane this plane if your tray table's down. Our planes aren't, aren't, aren't built that way for down, for down tray tables. 
while this plane's going. But now here's the thing. Firstly, the tray tables are at a perfect height for straining your neck. And it's got to be worse for people that are taller than me. Like sometimes I'm in a hotel room and I'm sitting there and I'm furious because I'm trying to get work done and the chair is too low for where my arms need to be to be getting work done. And then I'm furious and I'm like, how come they couldn't have designed a better chair? And then I remember I'm short. I remember that that's on me. I remember that a taller person, I bet this table's at the perfect height. And so as a short man, I can't be mad at them if they actually manufactured a good chair for regular person height. But whenever I'm doing work on a plane and I'm straining my neck, I'm thinking of people who are even taller than me. Why can't they make the initial tray table a little bit higher up for everybody? I mean, if it's going to be for a computer, then being down by your waist doesn't make, oh, I guess it's more freeing meals. Maybe they don't want us, they don't want us, uh, they won't let us bring our picnic, picnic baskets on. They don't want you doing your own work but they do want you buying their food and drinks and then leaving it there. How about instead of the beverage cart, you just put a water bottle in every single seat beforehand? All right, anyways, I was trying to talk about, because now they got the mini things. They don't even give you computer screens. That's how they're saving money. You want to watch uh, TV? You got to go onto your phone. You got to pull up their thing, and then you got a little spot that you can try and wedge it into. And then even on that little wedged into thing, they make you put that tray table up. They, they took the old tray table rules for the giant tray tables. And now they're applying it to the mini tray tables, which doesn't even make sense. I mean, I guess maybe that like maybe you'll decapitate yourself. Is that the idea? If the thing actually, you know, if you're not wearing your seatbelt and the plain things and the plastic things down, you got to be hitting onto flat plastic because if it's out plastic, maybe it'll go directly into your forehead. Is that the idea? The tray table go right into your stomach? And they don't want you hurling up that much vomit. Um, but I was I was very surprised because they were aggressive about the mini tray tables. I never heard that. You know when, when they got to start they got to start classifying this. Hey, tray tables and mini tray tables up. All right, I got another travel tip for you guys. Because like I said, I'm traveling the 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 the, the country. Porch tours in session. I'm doing dates with uh, with uh, Davy Smith. Um, and so here's a I, I got a secret intelligence about airplanes for you guys. So, you know, you'll book a flight and they'll tell you that you can bring a carry-on onto your flight. But if you're one of the poorer people on a plane and you're in the back of the plane, what they like to do is pretend like they're out of spots in the luggage thing and then they force you to gate check your luggage. Now, sometimes gate checking your luggage is perfect. Sometimes it's actually better. Sometimes you gate check your luggage, you get off the plane, by the time you get off your plane, your shit's there. You didn't have to walk all the way down the aisle with your stuff, put it up into a thing and worry about it. And you get off the plane, it's right there. No big deal. Sometimes you have to wait a little bit for it to show up. Also, not that big of a deal. If they could gate check everything, it would probably be a better system. But sometimes they gate check your luggage and then it goes on the really roundabout thing. That's a pain in the ass. All right. Anyways, if you want to avoid gate checking your luggage, you just got to pack a shit ton of batteries. And it's fun because you're working their system because they won't put you tell them you're a battery salesman. That's what you do. You get on the plane and you go, listen, I'm a lithium ion battery salesman. So this can't go under the plane because I love it. I love sticking it to them. I do it every single time because what I do is I travel with all the film gear, the film gear, I, film gear. I got this uh, fancy uh, case for all the film gear for the live production podcast. We've got a projector in there. We've got cameras in there. The whole thing's filled with batteries. And they like to go, sir, you can't have that bag. And I go, well, this thing's filled with batteries. They go, well, you can't bring it on. I go, okay, so do you want to stash this entire bag of batteries under the oh, fuck? I'll call a pilot. 
and they get real mad. They get real mad at that gate, but I'm just playing by your rules. Hey, as a responsible person trying to get on this plane with the FAA regulations about batteries, this entire bag is filled with batteries, and I can't safely, well, we need you to take the bag. I can't take all the batteries out of this bag. They've been safely stored and connected. And then I had this uh, this gay guy on this last one who walked me all the way to the front of the line. Excuse me, coming through, coming through, coming through, coming through, coming through, coming through. Everyone had to watch me go right past them like I was royalty because I had this bag that was passed when they said, hey, no more bags. So I'm just a word for the wise. If for some reason you don't like gate checking your bag, just tell them you're a battery salesman and pack batteries into your bag. All right, next is uh, flight delays. I feel like if your de- flight is delayed enough, it should be half price drinks at the airport bars. Dude, airport, I'm, not, I'm done drinking at airport bars. I used to like drinking at airport bars, specifically before a flight. Having like a whiskey and a beer, it, it is insane. You get yourself a double vodka, anything. It's like 25 bucks now. Beer's like 12 bucks. It's like stadium pricing. And uh, I'm thinking if you're currently in a flight delay, those drinks should be half price. And if your flight gets delayed enough, you should be able to sexually harass the stewardess. I just think that that should be policy at some point. At some point, if your flight's delayed enough, they should do something for you. Who's making the powdered booze that looks like a liquid, liquid IV? Can we private label that? Because there's no way you can actually put that out into the world. If you're out there and you own a corporation, like YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, the only place in the entire world where you can get a kilo of Kratom for $60. If you're like the Yoakratom people who have somehow figured out the Kratom market that they can get you $60 kilos, but now I know that the Kratom people aren't going to be into this because they already got a successful Kratom business. They've already figured out the market solution of how to get people $60 kilos of Kratom, so they're not going to want to get into this other business venture. But if you're out there and you've got a successful corporation, you know how to bring things to market. You don't care that maybe it's not entirely allowed, in, but we'll, be, we'll specifically label not for on an airline. But it'll be a good move. It'll be like kind of flash. Like you show up, pre-made cocktails in a liquid IV type patch. You show up to a restaurant, drinks. Nope, I'm just having water. We'll call it cheap juice, but it'll look like a, a, like a liquid IV type packaging. And it's powdered booze. And you could just show up, mix up your own cocktails. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring that to market. Fruit punch flavored, Hawaiian punch, old school, big. Now you can't get big containers because that's when the college kids start mixing up like giant jugs of whatever your thing is, or you get other idiots who are just snorting it, and then you get some dead people, and then all of a sudden you can't enjoy your free uh, cocktail on a plane because they weren't checking for powder booze in what looked like to be a liquid IV package. And why not add the electrolytes to it while we're at it so that you don't get hung over? All right, moving forward, uh, checking into hotels. I think if you there needs to be a buzzer, like a shot clock for how much time they have to get you checked in. Because sometimes you got some old lady who's sitting there, and I'm all for old ladies still being able to exist in the marketplace and have jobs. I'm not I'm not trying to complain about an old lady just trying to make some money and work a and, and work a job. That's not uh that's not what I'm trying to complain about here. But with that said. 30 minutes or it's free. Put a shot clock up. If you can't get me checked in from the time I start talking to you till 10 minutes later, that's it. The room is free now. And then here's my last one. Have you guys ever been to what was once a fancy hotel or is trying to pretend like it's a fancy hotel? And so you've got your blanket and then at the edge of the bed, they like to put like, it's got no purpose. It's like a thinner type, like over the blanket thing to make the room look fancier. Except if you're in a place that's old enough, it just almost looks like fly tape on the bed where it just basically showcases to you how not clean your room is. Like if you thought that the room was clean, when you see a 75-year-old 
I don't know what they're even called, end of blanket fly tape, just accentuating the fact that you are in a disgusting room. And that's all, uh, that, that's this episode of Travel Gripes, brought to you by YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, and you know what I never travel without? Maybe I gotta start packing more Kratoms of kilos with me for, uh, for on these flight delays. I'll start Kratoming it up instead of drinking in airports, but I don't fly anywhere without my watermelon slices. In fact, I was upset because I shared my watermelon slice on the first day that I was down in Kansas City, and then when I was flying back, I didn't have any edibles, and I had a whole day of cancellations and swapping planes and switching here, and I wasn't gonna get no work done. Uh, but I don't travel anywhere. I get my big bag of watermelon slices before every single trip. I put a couple watermelon slices in my bag. In this case, it was only one. I usually just bring one so that I have to ration it for myself because otherwise I'll get two stone. But if I just have one, then I just take single nibbles, which becomes like a five milligram. Like that's my system. Single slice, you got to ration yourself for a whole weekend. I don't end up getting too fucked up. But in this case, I end up sharing my watermelon slice. And then come Sunday when I was flying, I didn't have no watermelon slices left. So, you know, go stock up on watermelon slices. Yo, Delta.com, uh, you know, they got all sorts of uh, gummies and, and vape pens. The works. Use promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off. All right, let's get into some actual news topics here. I'll take a couple uh, comments from the, uh, from the chat first, though. What is the deal with the airplanes? There you go. Exactly right. I get it out of the thing here because otherwise wait, I'm not going to do this as stand-up. Uh, Tech 8 coming in with uh, just a box letting me know he got some vagina over the weekend. Congratulations, Mr. Tech. Uh, Rye Rye 6, hey, ooh, from Toronto, this is Toronto, California, uh, Dr. Meatblood, I just bought a kilo of train wreck Kratom today from Yo Kratom, there we go, supporting the home of the $6 kilo, alright, first news story, here it comes, we've got, according to the New York Post, they're reporting that Biden is quick to anger inside White House, and often yells at AIDS, and I am calling fake news, because we all, know that he does not have an en enough energy to be yelling at people. Does he just yell and go to sleep, wake up like 20 minutes later, like uh, he's got narcolepsy or something? Or like how soon after him falling asleep, do you, can you really even feel threatened by Biden anymore? I mean, what is what does his yelling whisper sound like? I'm supposed to believe that this guy's got the energy to be walking around the White House yelling at people. I don't buy it for one second. All right, next news story. We're flying through these. CDC is now giving tips for trans people who want to breastfeed. So, you know, th th it goes both ways. Sometimes you either uh, were a, uh, a lady who was trying to pose as a dude, but still having sex with men, and then you get pregnant and you want tips on how to breastfeed, even though maybe you had your breast assist removed. So that's one tricky situation. But, and you wouldn't have even thought this was possible, apparently if you're a dude, and I guess you've adopted a kid, or maybe you've married a uh, lady who identifies as man, and you're a man who identifies as lady. It gets confusing. I mean, for both of you to try and be the other one, and then mate, it just, it seems like a lot of work to get back to the same place, but fine. I guess what what's a better match made in heaven than a dude who identifies as female getting together with a female that identifies as male? You would think that those couples would have to be out there. Who would be a better fit for each other then two swap genders coming together and then adopting a kid to live a normal lifestyle. And as a part of this normal lifestyle, if your mom who actually has tits doesn't want to breastfeed you, I hope everyone's following me here because I'm, I'm trying to do my best to, you know, be an ally and fully understand what these people go through. So you're, you're a uh, female who um, God put you in the wrong body. So you, you, you start off as a man and then you become female. 
right? And then you've married a lady who was actually a man. I, I'm lost in this. All right, let's start again. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I, I get confused myself. Let's just start again. So we've got the most glorious trans couple of all time. Two people that found themselves that both started off as the wrong gender. You've got a lady who's transitioned to man and a man that's transitioned to lady. And now if you're a man that's transitioned to lady, maybe you've had glorious top surgery, maybe not. But either way, apparently there's a method called the Newman Goldfarb Protocol. Uh, and it was initially for women who adopted kids, but still wanted to pretend like the child that wasn't their child was their child and raised them. And instead of using formula, wanted to take a bunch of chemicals into their system to induce lactation. Apparently it's possible. Apparently anyone can milk. If, you, if you're a human being and you just want to milk, like you, maybe you're going to be going out to the desert for a while and you just want to get ahead of the situation and put hormones into your body so that you don't have to drink your own pee because you'd rather lactate out in your nipples and just drink uh, milk, everyone can produce milk at this point. That's, that's the beauty of science. Teddy milk is no longer just for birthing mothers. Anyone can go through the Newman Goldfarb protocol. That sounds like two evil jubes that really combine forces to come up with the protocol for how you can get milk out of anything. You know, that used to be biblical shit. Water doesn't come out of stones unless God creates miracles and Moses is hitting with the rock. But then uh, th thousands of years later, Newman Goldfarb got together. They figured out the protocol with the right cocktail of chemicals uh, that you can nurse a baby, not just if you're a lady who didn't have a baby, but even if you're a dude, you can now go through the Newman Goldfarb lactate and provide tit milk out of your breast assist into your baby. So let, like, just so everyone's clear on this, uh, the CDC has given better guidance to dudes uh, who want to be able to breastfeed their kids on how they can go through the Newman Goldfarb protocol. And apparently the only side effect known thus far is that your baby will lactate too. Because if uh, that's not true, but I would just imagine if your entire diet is that you're taking chemicals that are going to force you to lactate and then you're feeding that to your kid, then your kid's probably going to be making tit milk. And that's probably how we can solve world hunger. If we can just give everyone the chemicals so that they can uh, produce their milk for themselves and then give that to their offsprings, so that their offspring's producing milk too, we, we're, we, we might live in a future where we don't have to eat bugs. We might be able to call up, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the Microsoft guy, Bill Gates, and go, listen, I know that you're out here and you're trying to solve world hunger by having us drink our own fecal matter and eat bugs. But listen, we, 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 we've con had a conversation with the Newman Goldfarb people. And they figured out how to draw, draw tit milk out of just about anything. Can you put, can you give that to your dog? Can you start to, to, if you wanted milk out of your dog's nipples? I don't know. Is that more or less disgusting? But hey, listen, I'm out here trying to solve world hunger. What did you do today? Uh, all right. Next topic. <laughs> Meta's threads surpasses 100 million users in five days while Twitter traffic tanks. That's what they're claiming. They're claiming that Meta's new let's all be nice to each other platform is actually taking off. But here's the good news about the new meta platform to combat Twitter is that uh, hopefully all the queefs leave. We, we might be able to live in a future where, you know, all of the misinformation is unavailable on, on, on Twitter threads. And so all the people over there, they're living the lifestyle of men breastfeeding, getting mRNAs and eating bugs for breakfast, while the rest of us realize that it's okay to go outdoors and to avoid the tap water. So just look forward to a future where all the queefs congregate on the exact same platforms. They all get better. They all get worse information. 
which is more of the government-sanctioned information. So the rest of us will have a healthy diet of misinformation without being yelled at by them. And then, like, in a couple years from now, we'll be able to compare the results of people that were getting all their information from the uh, misinformation-free platforms versus the rest of us who, uh, you know, sadly congregated on the platforms that had misinformation. And uh, speaking of which, this is a remarkable article. came out of the Washington Post. I've already been avoiding tap water. I mean, now I just like I just like plastic chemicals directly from Poland Spring. I bought myself a Berkeley water filter, but I don't want to be responsible for me fucking up my own water. Like, at least if it comes out of the tap water, you just drink it and then they fucked with your water. You start doing your own water filter, now you're responsible if you fuck things up. And then it came with an extra tube for the fluoride, and the fluoride is what I need to get out of the water. I already have too much gay thoughts from drinking Bud Light. I can't also be having fluoride out of my water. Um, but so this was from the Washington Post. Toxic forever chemicals taint nearly half of U.S. tap water study estimates. So apparently the water's not just turning your kids trans, um, which that might actually be the best mutation coming from from drinking tap water. You might be lucky if you get the trans mutation and not the cancer mutation. So anyways, they're finding out that, uh, you know, the government who uh, lets us know, hey, you better pay your taxes because as long as you're paying your taxes, we'll bring you safe water. We'll bring you roads. Well, apparently the water that we're all drinking, uh, a lot of it's got forever chemicals in it. This is according to the Washington Post. I want to read this piece of the article to you. In March, the Environmental Protection Agency proposed the first drinking water standard for some PFAs and has said it, it expects a final rule by the end of the year, though delays are common. Isn't that great? We're the government. We're responsible for your water. And, you know, it's good for you to drink. It's right here. I mean, we're the government and we brought it to you. And in a year from now, we might bring you better guidance. But it's, I mean, it, it, it's 100% fine because we put it there. We put the water there and we're the government and you can trust us. So it's fine. But we might take a full year to establish that maybe there's a better way of drinking the same water. Like it's 100% fine. You can 100% drink that water because we're the government and you can trust us and we put it into your home. But in a year from now, we might be able to make your tap water even cleaner or might have better guidance like burning it and adding other chemicals so that you can actually consume it safely without making your kids trans. But in the meantime, we're the government and we put it into your house. So don't worry. That's 100% fine. The manufacturing giant 3M also announced at the end of June that it had reached a sweeping settlement with U.S. cities and towns to pay $10.3 billion over 13 years to cover testing for and cleaning up PFAs and water supplies across the country. States are also stepping up actions on PFAs, including thorough legislation banning on restricting the use of PFAs in everyday products and implementing drinking water standards, because I guess at the moment there aren't. But your water's fine because the government put it there, so you don't have to be worried about your water. Um, all right, let's take a couple comments. We've got G nice reminding everyone that that's true. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm over here and I was talking about, um, uh, breastfeeding and that's actually not the proper term. The proper term is chest feeding because men can do it now. Also, thanks to the Jews of Goldfarb and whatever the other name was. This is from Tabla Rasa. My uncle with dementia gets mad and yells at people in the airport when they tell him he can't bring his breast milk on the plane. Well, you know, they got to tell, they, he should let them know that it's fresh right from his tit. No wonder Robbie doesn't talk during Dave Smith's show. He's wiped out after his own. Facts. Okay, here we go. What else we got? Jack Smith. Oh, but before we do, why not take a moment and plug Premier Pharma, promoting transparency in healthcare. If you're out there and you own a private pharmacy or you're a uh, doctor, 
and you want to start uh, providing, uh, you know, your patients with uh, medications that haven't gone through CVS and all of these performance buyback extravaganza things of protocols from government that drive up your healthcare costs. Seriously, if you're out there, you got you got your own doctor's office, you got yourself your own pharmacy, or you got a different operation for legally distributing drugs, and you want to figure out how you can get better access. Uh, and I think this is only true for generics. But if you want to figure out what the people at Premier Pharma do without having to listen to my ad, you can just call them up. They're good people over there. We had the doctor on recently. Call them up and they'll let you know, hey, we can get you these drugs at cheaper costs. Here's how we make it happen. So, you know, if you don't want to be fleecing your patients by sending them to CVS so that all the money goes back into those people's pockets through the little rebate schemes that they've specifically worked on so that they can fleece us for more of our money, you know, be part of the solution here. Call the people of Premier Pharma and uh, help your patients have access to cheaper medicines. Uh, all right, and speaking of wasting money, Jack Smith's special counsel probe cost over $5 million in opening months, says DOJ report, which I don't even really understand. It's like the most expensive part of lawyers, the actual lawyers. And so if you're a government job and you're the lawyer, like, what are you, are you billing them for your own fee? Is that just the cost of the investigation? Is that just the way that they do the record, like the bookkeeping? Is that Jack Smith is billing them every single time he takes a phone call on the 15-minute things? And then, of course, they got all these outside contracts. The idea that government needs to do outside contracts, isn't it that an admission of itself that government can't do things that well? I mean, if government can do all these things really well, and so that's why they tax them so that they can go do it, why do they have to pay providers for those services? Are you saying, why are there some services that are better when purchased? And we all know that when government's purchasing those contracts, you think they're paying the utmost top is top is top is dollar, calling up their friend and going, hey, you know, we're running this investigation over here and we're going to need cell phones for these people. So if you want to sell cell phones to these people, we do it at a thousand times the cost. I mean, how many profits are just in fulfilling government contracts because you got the end? Oh, Obama, you need a website for your healthcare system that doesn't work, that someone else could build a hunt for $100,000? Sure, $500 million, no problem. And sure, when you get out of office, I'll buy some of your books. So here we go. You've got the, uh, just a you know, listen, it's just equal application of the law here, which is why Durham in multiple years had a seven or $6 million budget. And Jack Smith has already spent over five because we need all of our hands on deck. If we're going to, we already spent the 30 million on the Mueller investigation, which drummed up some good news for two years and then turned out to be absolutely false. And then we never figured out. And then we spent another $6 million uh, investigating that investigation without actually investigating that investigation. The whole idea was like, what were you guys doing for two years? But then we spent, so that, I would say that this is already $36 million in the, hey, let's get Trump and then cover up us going to get Trump bank. And now we're following that up with the Jack Smith, which has already spent $5 million on, I'm not even sure what. Next article, Biden administration seeks stay of judges social media order saying it could cause grave harm. Because guys, if we can get the truth on the internet, that will be unbelievably harmful for the government. They can't, they can't have truth coming out. If we can question things and have what the government qualifies as misinformation, that would be incredibly harmful to the lies that they're trying to tell us because they're in the business of lying to us. And I know that there's supposed to be a constitution where they are not allowed to censor you for calling them out for lying to, to us. But if the government doesn't have the ability to censor you and say that they're lying, it would cause irreparable harm. What is the irreparable harm? How specifically is the government harmed? Let's read a little bit more from this. 
Dottie's order blocks the administration from taking such actions pending further arguments in his court in a lawsuit filed by Republicans, Attorney General in Missouri and Louisiana. In their filing Thursday night with the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana, attorneys led by Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian M. Boynton called the order ambiguous. They said it could prevent the Biden administration from speaking on matters of public concern and working with social media companies on initiatives to prevent grave harm to the American people and our democratic process. How? How is people being able to question what you're saying or engaging in free speech going to create irreparable harm? unless they're just pointing out the fact that you're lying. They said these immediate and ongoing harms to the government outweigh any risk of injury to plaintiffs if a stay is granted. I'm wondering, is there ever going to be a class action lawsuit against the Biden administration for lost revenue from people like us? Who's uh, Barnes, Robert Barnes. Oh, great. Other bald Robert who chomps on cigars and makes excellent points. And, you know, I see on social media sometimes. Who's going to bring the great class action lawsuit against the Biden administration for lost revenue of them imposing uh, censorship regime on social media companies that then downgraded the eyeballs on content like this, which equates to direct loss of revenue from uh, sponsorships that pay based off of the impressions and the reach that you're able to reach and from uh, lost ticket sales and other merchandise sales from people who are trying to be in the content game. If you specifically can prove that your content was banned, downgraded, or uh, shadow banned or otherwise because of the American government, why isn't that immediate harm? But no, they have irreparable harm if they're not able to censor us from just questioning what they do. It's ongoing. We'll see what happens on that one. All right, and then we got two videos, and we will call it an episode. But first, let's take a couple comments. David Whitmer wants to know if I got his email, man. I don't, did, was it, did it start with, Dear Rob, this is David Whitmer, and what was it about? I don't know. David Whitmer, I need your expertise. You're my numbers guy. Not that much more specific. I don't know what, what, that, what that is. Uh, Tate Ekblau. I don't Oh, glossophate fluoride. Oh, my. Uh, that's true. And then uh, PS is letting me know that it's a good show. Thanks. Appreciate that. David, what were, what were the number of lookdowns that you were uh, looking for? All right, before I play my last two videos for the episode, Summer Porch Tour, come hang out, come support the operation, bring your lawn chair, bring your cooler of beers, bring your picnic baskets, bring, uh, you know, for, for uh, you can email me about this one, but I know for sure at the end of the summer when we're going to be back in Maryland by Max's and also when we are going to be uh, outside of Nashville, Bring those barbecues, show up early. I want I want a big tailgate party, shakedown street scene going on at those ones because they got big properties. Some of the other ones are going to be probably more of a show. But on some of these, bring your picnic baskets. Bring it big. Show up with your case. I'm letting you guys know you can bring coolers with beers. Don't show up. Oh, I could bring my own. Yeah, bring your fucking cooler with beers. Let's let's make this let's make it happen, everybody. Summer porch store. I got different comics on uh on different shows. Doing all the way out west with BK Chris. Uh whatever just show up the link robbythefire.com you can see all the cities or you can go to summerportstore.com directly for the eventbrite links um working on all sorts of new material and i promise you it's a fun show because you get to hang out because i'm there all it's just it's a good time all right i'm getting tired let's watch these uh let's watch these videos we're in a situation where ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by 
munitions, by these cluster munitions that are, have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean very high, that are in danger to civilians, number one. Number two, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Uh, the ammunition that they, they call them 155 millimeter weapons. This is a this is a war relating to munitions, and uh, the running out of those that ammunition, and we're low on it. And so what I finally did took the recommendation of the Defense Department to not permanently, but to allow for in this transition period where we get more 155 weapons, these shells for. Ukrainians to provide them with a something that has a very low dud rate. It's about one. I think it's one five zero. Oh, maybe that's the wrong clip. Shit! How do I keep doing that? I thought I had the clip about uh, him sending the cluster bombs over there, and you know while they're constantly preaching how they're on the side of morality, uh, I thought Biden just excusing. Well, hey, we need it because we're out of uh, ammunition. Um, but really, this is just about us bleeding Russia dry. This is us proving that Russia will have a problem while we run out of munitions, uh, making sure that the Ukrainians can stay in a war that they can't win and their people die. All right, last episode, last video for the day. Let's watch John Kerry sell us on the, the end of the world. That's why he needs his jet, because otherwise you can't get to places in a convenient way to with the energy that you need to sell people on the idea that the world is coming to an end. Uh, and so he's out there as a wealthy, powerful person, you know, just trying to make sure that our grandkids can continue to enjoy Mother Earth. And so uh, here he is, you know, he's uh, going all around the world, letting people know that we're about to die. And uh, here it is. This is a very important point. The, 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 the climate crisis is growing by the day. You just saw have reported on what happened in New York. All around the world, there are record-breaking days where the heat is greater than it's ever been before. This will be the hottest June and July. It'll be the hottest summer. It'll be the hottest year. And we all know that because the science is telling it to us and because Mother Earth is responding by telling us exactly what's going on. And nothing to do with that El Nino thing or the fact that there are always weathered patterns and we know that there's this El Nino. I don't know why we call it that other than to, you know, drum up more hatred for South America. <laughs> But anyways, remember, it's it's clearly the global warming that we're going to have the hottest temperatures that have ever existed on planet Earth. When we won, when did the dinosaurs get wiped out by a meteor? Wasn't it hotter then? There must have been flames and fires. This is really the hottest period ever in the history of human Earth. And you're telling me it's entirely from global warming and nothing to do with weather patterns that have existed forever? Good point by P.S., by the way is how is it easier to get munitions that are supposedly banned for war? They just make those ones for fun. Yeah, I guess there's been some factory that's just been spearing them and uh, waiting for a customer, and they finally realized that they could get them off the lot. All right, that is our episode. We will be back probably on Wednesday uh, with another short episode, and then I think I'll probably do a live one on Saturday night uh, when we do the gig out of Milwaukee. Uh, so coming out, always a pleasure. And uh, that's our episode. Some report stores support the sponsors. You'll create them. Yo, Delta, Premier Pharma, have a great day. Back shortly. See you till 9.30.